Hi everybody, welcome to another farm casting uh, live Q&A. Uh, this time, uh, another member of the Funky Marketing team joins me. It's uh, our best content writer, uh, Alexander. So, uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about all kinds of different things. We gathered some, some questions that we're going to answer for you. Uh, and Alexander, can you tell uh, people something a little bit about yourself? Because I think it's the first time they're, they're seeing your face, right? What? I think it's the first time they are seeing your face. Yeah, probably. As probably some of you know, I'm a content writer at Funky Marketing. And before I joined Nemanja's company, I worked as a freelance copywriter for two years. And what I can say, I'm not so good about talking about myself. Yeah, come on. We are all good at talking about ourselves. <laughs> I really think I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so guys, we're going to answer some of the some of the questions, but also feel free to uh, to add any questions for us. We will make sure uh, that we try to answer um, all of them that we can. Uh, so let's let's jump into it. Uh, what what are some questions that we have? Let's kick it with one interesting question: What drives you? Yeah, that's always a, a good topic. I remember in the in the previous company where I worked at, we we used to say like we want to hire only people that are driven by the same things that we are, uh, and it was you know performance. So uh, I don't know a lot of a lot of things uh, are driving me, um, and I love what I'm doing. So that's one thing to helping people and companies get to the next level. But to get outside of the work, it's, uh, I don't know, like just enjoying life, nature, riding a bicycle, music, dancing, all kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, those are some of the things, making people happy and uh, being surrounded and being surrounded by people that I really want to make happy. Let's call it like that. So what about you? What about me? To be completely honest, one of my biggest dri drivers are money. Probably. Why? What, what do you Success. want to accomplish with it? What do you want to accomplish with it? Mm, good question. Everything. Because <laughs> uh, I have this opinion, if you are driven by money, uh, you won't get a lot of money. If you are driven by some, by some things that is like I don't know, helping others, people being successful, you'll get money. Because like, uh, I, I had this post, uh, and I, I think I even have an article on LinkedIn, which is saying, don't chase the money, let the money chase you. So uh, just by going deeper into some things and doing certain things that don't scale, you will get further than if you are just focusing on getting the benefits right now. But, you know, having a bigger goal of, you know, I mean, I always remember the things related to the, to the NBA, you know, all the players, what do they uh, do when they get their first payment? They buy, buy their uh, mother or their grandparents a house, you know? So that's a noble goal and noble thing to do. So um, I'm, 
uh, I'm kind of uh, connecting what you said, the money related to some of those things. More than, you know. Uh, yeah, I have many things. I want I want to buy my parents' house too. Uh, I want to... I want to travel a lot. I didn't travel so much when I was younger. And I don't, I don't want to think about money anymore. I want to come to a point where I don't want, uh, I don't need to think about the money anymore. That's that's yeah. that's the goal. Yeah, that's cool. I don't think I'm like uh, uh you know, that I have all that I want to have to live that kind of life, but I don't think about the money. So, uh yeah. it I think yeah, I think it's all about the the mindset because I know if I if I keep doing uh what I'm doing the right way, it will keep growing. Because like the thing will keep growing because I'm doing the right thing and uh yeah, that's how I lived all my life and uh and so far it uh it's proved me right. So yeah, let's move on. What else do we have? as I grow and Ah, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, for sure. What else do we have? What else do we have? We have, uh, let's go with this one. The biggest mistakes people make when it comes to marketing. Ah, because they, they think they know marketing. That's always like the big, the biggest mistake because they think marketing in th- is this way or they think marketing is this way. Uh, they think that everybody can do marketing because it's, you know, uh, I think right now you even have school for marketing. You didn't have it back in a while. I mean, but I was studying marketing um, from college. It's not what I would call marketing. It's some other things. But marketing is so big area that you cannot know uh, everything related to the marketing. It's, it's a lot of things. It's not only inbound outbound it's also some things related to the pricing it's also how do you look at the competitors it's how you design the product everything uh and basically everything besides selling is is marketing we can call it like that and marketing good marketing leads to to more sales so it's related to that as well and uh you know i think basically because of that people think that they know you know, you finish your school, you go to specialize in uh, certain departments, and that's how you go to be an, I don't know, an uh, a lawyer. You do it as well, you know. So, and f- for being marketer, I mean, in today's world, you need to learn by doing. And yeah. so, based on that, uh, you know, everybody has uh, an opinion about it and um, yeah i think that's that's what it's uh, all about marketing it's not black it's not white it's a uh, it's very very gray and oftentimes it works um, um like on the contrary that we may assume so uh that's why it's very hard to understand it and it's very hard to to work in marketing i mean you you have been working as a as a copywriter and you are now working as a content writer uh, and just you you know how psychology is important and how knowing the people is important because you need to get to the details and get to know them so you can predict what they will do. And, and that's what it's all about. I think the same thing. I think the marketing is psychology. 
Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's interesting because uh, basically, you know, we may uh, yeah, I'm close to the main street, so <laughs> ambulance is going down. Uh, but one of the one of the main thing related to the to the marketing and to the people is that they think that they are making the decisions. You know, let me say this out loud because I think people very often think that they are making their decisions, what they are going to buy, how they are going to do certain things. Marketing affects everything. And, um, you know, the, here's an example. It's from uh, from one of the books uh, on marketing. Um, I don't remember the name at the moment, but anyway. So the guy who was doing um, commercials for the, you know, Marlboro Man, at the time, like uh, making that uh, that switch, because uh, Marlboro were, were cigarettes for the for the women, and they 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 made the Marlboro man and turned everything around. Uh, so um, he was going to the set to record something, and uh, he found out um, he was talking actually with the taxi driver, and taxi driver told him, um, you know. Like, I don't believe in those things, in marketing and everything. It doesn't affect me. So, and uh, this guy asked him, uh, so tell me which um, which toothpaste are you using? And he told him, you know, what was um, interesting about that toothpaste? It's that at the time they had a commercial when they uh, were saying to people that they can use the toothpaste even while driving. So, and he had it in, <laughs> he had it in the car. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, basically we give people a couple of, uh, especially when I was in performance marketing, we were actually doing that. You know, you need to give, um, three, five, 10 different, uh, different, um, options to the customer, but they are the one choosing the road. Each one of them leads to the goal, just uh, using the different pet. And they are choosing the pet, but you are giving them the, the you know. Choice. The, yeah, where they, where they can go. And we are not even aware of that. And this is uh, an important topic to talk about. Yeah, it is. Talking about marketing, what do you think is the biggest difference between B2B and B2C marketing? Um, feelings, emotions, uh, showing actually the um, humanity. That's, that's the biggest difference. In B2C, we are talking directly with customers. So it's easier to be real. You know, it's easier to, you know, somebody can just like curse you directly. You know, as we are doing LinkedIn Live, so somebody can jump in the comments. Like Juliana said, hello, my Serbian brothers. We, we told her, hello, our Romanian sister. You know, uh, but uh, somebody can do some other things. Like they can jump in on Twitter and directly give you give you a feedback or, or something like that. So uh, in a way, it's uh, they are having direct uh, with the final customer. So they can sell directly to them. In B2B, it's a little bit different because you are not selling directly to 
let's say, to the people. You are selling to the people, but uh, you are selling something that the company would use and uh, specific people in the company. But there are multiple stages over there. Somebody needs to make a decision. Somebody will use uh, the tool. Uh, somebody will pay, make a decision to pay for it. You know, the three levels of decisions, and those are not um, some tools that are uh, cheap. Most of them are expensive and it takes time to get into that. But you also need to have in mind that, uh, that usually companies have already existing vendors. So you are not fighting only just to prove them that your tool is the right one, but to prove that the tool that they are using is the wrong one as well. So um, having all that in mind, it's more complex. Uh, in that way, like the customer journey is more complex, but in a way, when we look at it uh, from uh, the data that we have today, we know exactly the names of those three people that will make decisions uh, that we need to, to talk with, uh, that we need to influence, you know? So we know who these people are. And uh, in that way, it's kind of the same as B2C because it's even simpler. In B2C, we don't know exactly the name of the person. So we are going wide. We are going like, we have this chocolate is for everybody. Everybody who loves, uh, I don't know, who loves, um, <laughs> I was going to say onion, but onion is not related to chocolate. Maybe banana. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of the way, the way I see it. Uh, and, uh, you know... I go to that comparison every year around the Christmas holidays when we have all those commercials uh, like Milka, Coca-Cola, everybody. Like I would consider B2B to be um, fully influenced by B2C when we start to see those kind of commercials for B2B companies. That would be, that would be good. Yeah. Hi, Lior. Also another friend. In, in the comments. Uh, okay, those are great questions. Uh, what uh, What is the most important thing in B2B marketing? One most important thing. <laughs> you know the answer, probably. What, what am I saying every day? What is our business based on? Uh, I don't know what you think about people. Not, not overthinking. Yeah, that's the, that's the most important thing because in B2B, they, uh, they turn everything into uh, complex things. They complicate everything. Just this morning, I wanted to cry because of how complicated companies are making specific things. You know, because it's a big company and then you have... Um, then you have the lawyer, and then you have the, the CMO, then you have social media guy, uh, then you have PR guy, then you have designer, then you have somebody who is above the designer, and you know, and you have also the content guy. So, and they are all jumping in in different stages. So, whenever you think you have something finished, they are they are taking you back and it's like, you know, look at my hands. Like, it's like, uh, you know, this and, uh, and you know, I'm like, okay, guys, uh, 
without if we remove all of that like we will basically get to the same point and the same outcome if we have done that on our own in like half an hour and instead we are waiting for a month for anything to happen and it really makes you frustrated and it makes you like even you know like why am i working uh with those kind of companies it makes you think of specific things and, and i'm wondering you know i understand that those are big companies like the, the example that i'm using those are big companies uh above 500 people uh and i know that there needs to be certain low things because it's a lot of people uh a lot of ndas a lot of things can go um out in the air that shouldn't go out but like we also have the nda you know so um i don't know complicating things without without actually a need for that and it's not only related to i don't know to what i described but it's also to to everything there still if you ask b2b companies like who is their ideal customer they are still going to say that company or companies from i don't know from 20 uh from 10 million to 120 million I'm just giving up random numbers they won't say cfos is in those companies they won't say you know those kind of stuff so it's it's still the mindset because when you when you're thinking about the company then you say okay i'm creating a content for the companies that are uh, i don't know um between mrr of 50 um 50,000 to the 500,000 uh euros per month and you can do it you can say like i'm creating content for maya she's uh, a cmo in a company that earns that kind of money you know and it's totally different because maya is a cheerful person and you know that's how we do it okay guys are telling me to let you speak a little <laughs> Let's so it's for me to speak. Yeah yeah yeah, let's go let's go and let's hear you about about B2B. So you are in the B2B for not that long. So um for three how, months. Yeah, how do you see it? I doubt uh, that there is also emotions in B2B before I started working for for you. But now I realize I can't believe that people are not using emotions here. I thought that was normal. <laughs> yeah, and I was really really curious to to learn more about companies that are using it because there is so small amount of companies that are using emotions right now in B2B and uh, I think you guys are doing an amazing job in that department and I don't know I I I really couldn't believe that there is no emotions in in B2B like and how do you see writing you were writing um give us an example uh who are the clients that you were uh working for before and how do you see it now related to the clients that we are working with yeah i uh, before i started working for you i worked mostly for the dating industry and in dating industry as you know a lot lots of emotions are used when you write and i do it almost almost same i just changed the the emotions i use and the words i use that that's it 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking at, you know, when we were talking about lead generation and about other stuff, you know, we were always comparing it with, with you know, like some dating apps and the, the, the relationship between the two people that don't know each other, but end up in bed. And tomorrow when you wake up, you know what you have found uh, laying next to you. Uh, it's the same as you get the, you know, and you sign up for an ebook. And you don't know what you're gonna get in your in your inbox, and what you get in your inbox or in your bed affects the way you're gonna look at them uh, in terms of creating a relationship, right? Yeah. Ah, interesting things. Uh, I have one interesting question. How how do you think marketing will look like ten years from now? Um, <laughs> marketing or specific parts of the marketing? Marketing in general. How you think AI will affect marketing? Do you think it will or not? Uh, what, how AI will affect marketing? That's why you ask. No? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. It's just getting bigger and 10 years from now it will probably be very big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because, um, like, I don't know. In ten years, I have no idea. Marketing right now is bigger than any agency, than any company. It's like the fifth utility today because we need to we need to communicate, uh, and um, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of uh, an interesting. I don't see it going wider than is right now i see it going more human uh and i see more companies getting getting more down to earth down to the customers and interacting more with them so i think more like campaigns and more promotions will be created together with the customers and that every everything will be like um focus on the interaction that's how i see it i'm always talking about Examples from Netflix, from Airbnb, those are companies that are affecting those kind of uh, behaviors. And uh, like customers are the one that will uh, dictate where marketing is going. That's how I see it. What about you? Yeah. Uh, which platform would you use if there is no more LinkedIn? Wait, wait, wait. The sound is late. So uh, what about you? How do you see where where marketing is going? Yeah, you, sir. Uh, what I think, I don't know what to think. Uh, two, three months ago, I couldn't believe that uh, A for writing will come up anytime soon. And then, bam, Jarvis came. And <laughs> probably cha- it will change, the, or it already changed the way we write. And in next three years, it will probably change everything. He's just getting better and better and better. So I really don't know what to think about marketing. I guess some AI will come up and help marketers. Probably. But mm. I think that, uh, like you said, that more and more emotions will start be present in B2B marketing. And uh, more and more companies will realize importance of emotions. Uh, tell, tell me more about you. You and Ivan are using... Uh, 
AI tool uh, in a specific way to kind of create the content. So tell us a little bit more, more about that topic. Uh, how we use uh, Jarvis to create content? Mm -hmm. Well, there is a, a slight learning curve when you start learning to use Jarvis the right way. It's still not perfect, but when you, I've been using it for two months and I see the patterns he used to write. Uh, basically, you put, uh, let's say, some sent short sentence and you can expand it or you can use creative, uh, creative content to, uh, content improver to improve the sentence. He will improve it and probably it will be longer than you put it in. So I using that for all the articles I wrote for the last two months, and that's probably 40 articles, I guess, maybe a little more. And that's the best thing I slice sliced bread in my opinion. It made my life life so much easier. For intros, for conclusions, for basically for uh, for uh, Everything. Um, okay, tell me a little bit more. Let's get into into some of the details. Even more. Uh, when it comes to email writing, I think Ada and the Pass Framework is the best place to use for for emails. And you, I think you will be able to write email in 10, 10 minutes if you know what you want to say. Anyway, with that two two futures. Uh, out, uh, article outline is doing really good job, and uh, titles for uh, for blogs for videos. I don't think any human can uh, can list that many good headlines in a second like Jarvis can. So yeah, that's 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 good. So uh, what is one thing or two thing or three things you need uh, you need to prepare before you you use any AI tool? You need to know the subject you're working on. You need to do a research definitely to know because if you use a tool and he writes something and you don't know about the subject, you must check that out because how you know he's he's right. But you need to do a research, definitely. You need to be prepared to guide him. He's not perfect. You can just put headline and expect full whole article. That will be nice, but it doesn't look like that. Yeah, you, you need to kind of give him the guidance and teach him how to how to write further, right? How to create paragraphs, not only I mean the content, but also the way the content is structured. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, stay close. Don't move that much because we are losing the sound. Uh huh. Now we cannot hear you. <laughs> okay, let's go further. What what else do we have? What uh, which platform would you use if there is no more LinkedIn? Oh, I mean, we were on um, on social media even before we had LinkedIn, right? Um, what was the name of the platform before YouTube and before Facebook? Uh, I I forgot about it. Like the guy that sold it, and it's now just traveling around the world and sharing experience. It was the the smartest guy ever. Uh, but anyway, so um, I didn't start on LinkedIn. I started on some other platforms. Uh, Twitter was, I think, the platform that I still love the most. 
Um, LinkedIn is the second one. Facebook, because I mean, everybody in Serbia are using Facebook and it's still the best option when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, advertising and when it comes to like Facebook groups are still the good thing. And I mean, your family is over there. That's uh, not negotiable. But yeah, I like Twitter and I think it has a great, um, like, it integrates very well with um, with Twitter. So it's, uh, it's good. Uh, outside of those like classic platforms, I, I dislike Instagram. Uh, I don't like it. I mean, I'm sharing something from time to time, but just because, you know, I don't know. I don't know where would I share all the photos if Instagram isn't there, let's say, you know. Um, so that's about that. Um, I like some other some other platforms like Reddit. I, I like it if I want to go deep on some topic and find out some geek on some things that I don't see anywhere else. Uh, but I'm a marketing guy. So, um, so in that way, I don't like Reddit because you can, uh, links are not really the thing and, uh, you know, but when it comes to the research, when it comes to the, maybe engaging with people in that way, I, I like it. What do you think about Quora? Um, well, I liked it before, but right now they, they were changing, uh, policies so often that uh i don't know um uh, i think i have like three million views on my profile or something or something like that or it's or it's less but it's still a big number uh and uh and like i was seeing my answers collapse one by one as they changed the policy you know because first they allowed links then they allowed anchor links then they didn't allow anything. And it's not like they they tell you, you know, change something in the text. They just collapse the, 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 and you are losing it. So you basically don't know how to write, you know, because they they just change and then you lose all the answers because, you know, it was something that was okay two days ago and now it's not. So I decided, fuck it. That's not for me. So if somebody else wants to, wants to go out there and just like, um, you know, fight with policies and with other things, but go ahead. What about you? Uh, when it comes to Quora or which platform I would use if there is no more LinkedIn? Both. Both. Uh, I really like Quora. I, I didn't answer as much questions on Quora, but I really enjoy reading it about different things and what different people say about same topics. Uh, if there is no more LinkedIn, to be honest, I don't know which platform would I use. Probably some blog platform. I never like Twitter. I don't know why I just don't, I just don't like interface. I just don't like it. I can't watch it. Uh, I I, th I think you're making you're making a big mistake. I think you're great for Twitter. Probably, but I really don't try it. <laughs> but maybe I will change it. Um, do you dislike the number of characters so you cannot fit in or something else? How it looks. Just when you go in and how it looks. It's great. It's like tree. You're going down, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on.
Uh, yeah. Best book about marketing? Oh, best, book, best marketing books. And aren't business books. Uh, it's probably something out out of that. You know, like I can say the one that everybody's saying, and it's it's Cialdini's influence. You know, and it's a small book that has a lot of nice things of how you influence people. Like I don't know. I always like these examples when I was in uh, in email marketing. You know, like you're saying, okay, so uh, you and I are now talking LinkedIn Live. And people say, yes, um, we both have black T-shirts. They say, yes. Uh, they say our cameras aren't perfect. Yes. So will you buy this? Yes. You know, so some things are really working in that way. Uh, and uh, you need to know how to influence people. So that's, that's important. Um, no matter what, People are telling, you know, like psychology, those kind of bullshit that you are doing, making people do something that they don't want to do. You know, it's knowing, knowing the people. So you can point them in the right direction and help them solve the problems. As long as you don't have any better intentions, that's good, in my opinion. Uh, also, like mm, psychology books. That's that's for me important. I like Daniel Goleman, which is talking about emotional intelligence, about focusing, about all kind of uh, different things. Uh, I like um, to, to, to comics, which help me a lot how to create a good copy, how to you know um, create the atmosphere when we are expecting somebody to come in the room. Uh, the third person or the second person, how to guide the dialogue, uh, you know, how to creatively look at the, at the situations, um, how to come up with the, with the short and really narrow sentences. Also, Twitter uh, helped me a lot with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have a lot, of, a lot of them. For me as an entrepreneur and as a human being, I think like the um, meditation from Marcus Aurelius is the most important book. I think one of the best books ever written. I'm taking it with me every day, I think in my pocket. So, um, and get back to it. Yeah, you should read it definitely. Um, yeah, I think those are the things. I wouldn't suggest to people to read like marketing, marketing books. It's like the basics. It's always okay to read like Ogilvy and to read some other stuff. Those are the things that really um, that really matters. And but uh, when it comes to marketing, all the old books are great. The new ones, um, I don't know, not so much. But uh, if you're reading business books, try to get one or two things out of every book. So uh, if you need to stop reading the book after you find that one thing, stop it. They are not worth reading. Uh, so. Just find that one thing. Why did you buy the book? And that's it. Because uh, that's how they are being written today. What do you think about negotiation books? Do you think they are important? Oh, I saw one a couple of days ago while I was buying comics. One of them was just translated, I think, from, uh, from, from English. I don't remember which one, but... 
I don't know. I have read quite a few of them. Uh, I've even been through a couple of uh, Udemy courses related to that topic because uh, in the first company where I worked at, they had, I think, two courses uh, bought. So I used my chance to go through them. I think you can learn a lot. Uh, I think you can learn a lot from those things. But I think that if you read one book, you basically will read the same in all the others because they are not that that different. So you just need to to find which is the best one for you, you know, because they're talking about different things, different ways of negotiation in different circumstances. Like if it's the CIA or if it's the military or if it's, I don't know, uh, selling, it all depends. Uh, but you can definitely apply all of those things to everything that we do every day's life because I think we are negotiating on a daily level. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, let me let me just use a chance to say hi to to everybody uh, listening. A lot of uh, a lot of new people. Uh, so Rahim, there's Martin. Our colleague, uh, Sanjana, I think, if I pronounce it right, Anil, Anna, and of course, like uh, known faces like Juliana, Ivan, Lior, and, and some other some other peeps. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, we have more questions or we don't? Yeah, we have a couple of them. Let's go. Uh, let's go. First is fastest way to become a better marketer oh what do you think you are now on on your journey <laughs> yeah, not overthink it definitely 100 uh, percent okay but but what what more what do you think are the steps to get there steps to find the mentors and people you can learn from to be honest i learned more about marketing in these three months than i did in one year before this so just find find people you can learn from yeah that's always that's always a, a good uh, a good advice yeah i mean there are a couple of things uh i think i also wrote an article about this as well on linkedin uh i well i say a few things first is uh either create a project on your own find something that you like that you love and Try to uh, try to sell it. Try to market it well and try to sell it. Create the social media pages. Create the blog, the website. I mean, just by doing that, you learn how to create a website. You need to learn how to write the copy. You learn how to uh, do the design in a way. Uh, doing social media, you learn how to also create posts how to connect with people. If you want to grow your community, learn how to do that. Yeah. You want to sell, you learn how to sell. So when, uh, even though that you didn't work in a day in marketing, when you apply somewhere for a marketing position, you can say, I have experience, you know, and uh, a lot of people are too lazy to do that. Uh, you know, they, they want to be paid to do something and that's the wrong way. Uh, so, uh, also, yeah, one thing, spend your own money definitely while doing that. So you will feel, you will learn actually the pain of losing your own money while you learn something. 
So that's that's also one thing. The second thing is uh, can be going and uh, find a position which is uh, more close to the customers. So it's I don't know customer support, customer success, whatever. Even if it's, if it's a call center, learn how to talk with people. So that's that's extremely important, uh, and that's why I think like the rec response marketing is the best uh, starting point when you talk directly with customers and learn how to you know solve their problems and learn and you know those kind of things. Um, I did the first thing uh, that I mentioned for myself, and I did the second thing, but a little bit different because uh, while I was finishing my high school and studying. Uh, I had a, I had a job which was like um, it wasn't a seasonal job because I worked it for two years I think five five to ten days in a month by um, measuring how much uh, um, people have spent electricity on a monthly level so going to their houses and reading the numbers over there and to be able to do that i needed to do a couple of things uh i needed to get inside their houses early in the morning uh, i needed to create trust uh i needed to avoid the dogs uh and like you you wouldn't believe me uh you know some of the things that are that i've been seeing like uh where people are putting their i don't know how how it's called in English, but the the thing that they're measuring the electricity. So uh, I mean, you once uh, we were like the the trusted uh, workers for the for uh, for the for the company. So we were sent to kind of you know uh, read the numbers for the guys that that own millions, and nobody was able to read the numbers for like two, three years. So we, we went over there and we were like, okay, we are prepared for the worst. They talk about this guy, like he is, I don't know, somebody, but it was his wife. So she told us, oh, okay, let's go. So uh, we went to the, to the second floor. Uh, we needed to take off our shoes. We went into the second room. Uh, she moved the sofa. Uh, Behind the sofa, she opened the closet, and inside the closet was the thing where we can read the electricity. Of course, nobody has read it for three years because it's that difficult to come over there. You know, it's not the guy who is scary. Uh, but but there were also some different things, like we were making fun of uh, because it was two of us, me and my friend, like they were telling us that, you know, one... Uh, one knows how to read, another one knows how to write. You know, that's why we are going, <laughs> we are going together. Um, or we were seeing some, a lot of things that we, uh, you know, needed to pretend like we are not seeing. Like, uh, I don't know if it's appropriate uh, for LinkedIn Live, but I don't care. So, like, it, uh, 6.30 in the morning, we, we approached the house, every, the, the, the gate was unlocked. And we went over there to like uh, just the um, the tool was outside or it wasn't in the house. So we just needed to enter the, the yard. But we 
cannot ignore like uh, moving uh, close to the to the window. So we looked at the window like it was uh, husband and wife sitting next to each other in six thirty in the morning watching porn, like just sitting and watching on TV like they are watching the news, you know. So like. <laughs> Man, like we need to behave like we didn't see anything, and uh, we <laughs> we knew like uh, where people are keeping uh, their uh, keys of their houses. So uh, it's under the rock, or it's in this place. Uh, you know, like it's you know I didn't have bad intentions, but if I had. I could have easily robbed the half of the city. You know, that's how people are trustful in, in the small cities in Serbia. Uh, but yeah, that's where I learned communication. And um, that's how I see uh, the, the journey to, to marketing. That's how actually you need to go in two ways. Interesting story. Uh, one, another question. I think the people will find it very interesting. Uh, how to how to create timeless content? Oh, um, now the most obvious answer is by being timeless, <laughs> but uh, by by thinking long term. So uh, you you look at the content like something you don't create just for the next month or for the next three months. You look at it at the piece as something that you want uh, to give value to the people persistently over the years. Uh, that's it. That's the only, the only thing that I, that I think of. So it's not something that will, you know, mm, that you think will be out of the practice, like in two months or three months. Like that's why I don't like writing things related to the, I don't know, Google updates. Or uh, to the I don't know new social media platforms or or those kind of things, because those things will come and go, and we don't know if they will go and when they will go. But definitely, if we are writing about upcoming Google update for this May, like it won't be an interesting topic in June. So, but we will still have an article that is taking place on our website. So, yeah, how do you think about it? Oh, timeless content. Mm-hmm. Interesting, very interesting question. I thought about it yesterday, I think. Uh, just just write something that works. Like in copywriting, there is rules that works, that works, and that's timeless. But don't don't overthink it. Even when you write those this kind of content, don't overthink it. Just post, write it, post it, and update it as time goes, if you want something to add. I mean, you can change it for a year. You can add, 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 add nothing. You didn't post anything. So just overthink it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the mantra. Uh, we are we are now laughing, but but it is so many so many problems is getting out out of that thing. Like even if we look at the positions in the company, if that's not your job, you are thinking about it. Don't overthink it. I mean, it's okay if you want to suggest something and go ahead and, you know, do it, but don't let that be the thing that is stopping you from doing your job. Uh, or, you know, like, who is our customers? Oh, we have this, we have these guys, we have these guys, like, 
I always look at the the thing that like we're selling the the socks. So let's say we have the the final user, which is like I don't know somebody that that likes socks, uh, well designed socks. So it's designer. Okay, for example, uh, we have somebody that will give them as a present, and it will be somebody who likes uh, you know like. Um, natural elements inside the socks. So uh, they, because of that, they'll, they will buy them and give them away to somebody. Or we have like, I don't know, a manager of, uh, of a small shop that will put them on the shelf. Or we have manager uh, in, a, in a mall that will use them um, when you are going to, to, the, to the payment place. For the checkout, you will see them. Aha, we can buy this as well. So they have so many usages, uh, but instead of overthinking it, you can just say, "Okay, what's uh, the first one that we can approach to uh, in a shorter period of time, and we can sell them the faster." You know, so it comes to that, and then okay, when we have some income, when we uh, get things going, we can then approach the other three. Don't, just don't overthink it. Whatever you decide to do, just don't overthink it. Um, how to create a personal brand if you're just starting out? Uh, by sharing your journey. You know, like, uh, let's say you are just starting. Okay, you're saying, you write, you go to the LinkedIn and you write a post. I'm just starting. I'm not sure I know I know anything. Uh, I'm a guy who just finished the high school. I tried to study, but it didn't work. Uh, my parents made me go to the factory. I didn't want to go over there. But by reading the comics and other things, I learned how to, uh, to draw um, in an interesting way. And I think I'm really getting good at it. This is what I want to do. Uh, what about you? How did you start? So that's the first post. That will be a good first post. <laughs> yeah, just just go and share share your journey. And whenever you come to the crossroad, think in public. I know now today's people are going like, ah, what does it mean thinking in public? It means exactly that. You involve other people in your thinking and they'll help you get, uh, get more solutions and help you choose the right one. And when you include other people in your journey, Basically, uh, you get the followers and you start creating the community. So, uh, you know, and when you get to a specific position and you start actually doing something, you will lose some of them because they won't like you because you, you will start talking about different things. Uh, but then you will keep developing so you will get the new ones. And then again, when you are in the new position, you will lose some again. But um, it means developing and it means growing up in a way you know so if they are not here to support you on your journey wherever it is because it's your journey not theirs um then they're not worth it so that's actually how you how you go uh and one thing is important to mention so uh, don't try to sell yourself on the things that you don't know just admit i don't know this but i'm working on learning it or uh you know like 
don't go ahead and, and break around with the things that you don't want, cannot do. Because sometimes we are living in the world when there's a huge demand uh, and you can sell anything, literally. But can you actually do it? Can you actually implement? If you can't, you have lost your chance. You know, and probably that chance may never come back. I mean, in the uh, huge demand that is around us, you will probably get two or three chances, maybe even more. But, you know, if you don't know what you are doing, not even three or four will will get you anywhere. I think we we answered most of the more most of the questions. Yeah, I think people are just saying hi to us. Nobody is asking us anything. Uh, but but I think we we shared we shared a lot of a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, it was interesting. I don't know about the people listening, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, these kind of conversations are really good to talk about, to answer the people's questions, but also to you know share a little bit of our perspective. And uh, I mean, basically, this is the third Q and A that we have done inside the team. So um, the goal was for people to learn about. Uh, I mean to see who you guys are and so we can answer some of the questions. And I think next week uh, the, the, the director is coming. So uh, Ivan uh, will, will join me here uh, on the podcast and we'll also talk about different things. I think we, I don't know if he knows that, but uh, it's good to announce it live because I think we're going to go through his life journey and see uh, what are some uh, things he have overcome to to get to get here, um, and yeah, uh, let's see where it gets us. Uh, but I think from now on we'll uh, we'll have this Q and A as a as a part of the Funky Marketing Podcast, and we'll also start the second season uh, of uh, of the podcast with guests. So also uh, those things and maybe a couple couple more new things we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, guys, if you have any suggestions or something you would like to, to see, somebody you would like us to host, um, feel free to, you know, uh, to share it here and uh, let's, let's go ahead uh, and do it. Uh, Arich, thanks for, for joining me and asking these nice questions and uh, sharing a little bit about, about you, about your journey. Uh, I think the next time you join us, you will, uh, you will be more free to share more things. Definitely. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Guys, thank you for, uh, for being here and uh, see you next week.